Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner shut down and withdraw when big feelings are present? Hmm. Can we just start by acknowledging... <laughs> sorry. No, that go. Last, our last episode was a similar-ish question. Why does my partner shut down during an argument? But that was during an argument. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a question about an argument, go back and listen to that episode. Right. And mm-hmm. this conversation is really about when big feelings are present. Totally. Being vulnerable is so hard. And when <laughs> I'm vulnerable and I start crying or I'm vulnerable and i am mm-hmm. got a bunch of passion in my voice, if... If my partner moves into a more shutdown space or withdraws from that or kind of closes down or goes blank during that, it can feel like being dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why does this happen? Hmm. So my first easy superficial answer is childhood trauma. And I don't like the way that sounds. Um, So I want to go deeper. That's why I'm pausing with that. Because the next layer I would think of is because it wasn't safe in their job. I don't know why I want to say he, because I assume it's a female caller in. But um, (laughs) there are women who shut down too. I know, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know. There are. Um, And I have them in my sessions. Yes. Oh, and Mm-hmm. Say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, po- I'm pointing to myself. I didn't want there to are women that shut down. I'm pointing to me. Because vulnerability and big feelings weren't allowed in their childhood. So they're, that's all they know to do mm-hmm. is shut down. Yeah. So sometimes in the face of a big feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's there's something you've said before, Vicki, around, wait a second. Is this like is this like a lot about trauma or a bunch of our questions about trauma? (laughs) Here's a secret answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) 
Or if you don't like the word trauma, early learnings. Speaking of early learnings, can I take us somewhere with Mm -hmm. this? Please do. All right. Because this, ever since I read this, like it's, it's really been rippling through me in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. This idea that like all of us were once infants. Mm -hmm. And when we were infants, we, we didn't have very many like premeditated agendas right? Like mm-hmm. we needed to be warm. We needed to be fed. We needed to be soothed when we were uncomfortable. We're trying to learn how to be in our bodies and be mm-hmm. in this world and who, who's going to take care of us. And right. Like the agenda was pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Survive essentially try to survive comfortably. And so in our little infant bodies, we would do what we could to ask for what we needed. Mm-hmm. Like cry mm-hmm. or whine like, or yeah, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Suckle or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever the thing was. And when our needs got met, great. And when our needs didn't get met so good, we eventually learned to shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We learned that those needs wouldn't be tended to. Mm-hmm. And so why do we shut down now as adults? Because that's what you because do when a big l- feeling is present. When nobody's there to help you with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking? Or when you of, just feel alone in the world. You totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, and so that's, so if I have a big feeling in my own body, I might shut down when that's present from this space. I'm also thinking about it on the receiving end. So if, mm-hmm. if my partner or my friend, whatever it is, has a really huge feeling and I shut down, why might that be happening? So I'm thinking about this and thinking, well, a lot of this has to do with what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing air quotes when mm-hmm. people are in distress. So like sometimes I have a mandate to fix it. Like I think if I can solve things for people, mm-hmm. if I can big the be, you know, the big kahuna that shows up and is the savior of all, then I will be worthy in this world and needed more and stuff. And so maybe I try to show up, but then if it doesn't work and the big feeling is still present, I freak out and shut down or, oh no, I don't know how to fix it. So I'll shut down right there at the front end because I don't actually know what to do with this big feeling. Or it could be like, oh, if you're having a big feeling that marks me as a failure somehow. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're having a big feeling, especially one that's more on the unpleasant side, then that means I failed you as a partner. And now I'm going to go into right. shame. And, man, is that going to look like a withdrawal and a shutdown on the outside. Though, And the inside, honestly, your body is on fire. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like a shutdown on the inside when we're in a shame flood. Right. It feels like hot and prickly down our backs and empty and fiery somehow simultaneously in our bellies and hot in the face and wiggly all over. But it may on the outside, totally. And on the outside, it actually looks like somebody not making eye contact and collapsed in the chest and withdrawn. Right. So I'm thinking about how this might show up in relationships on both sides. When I have a big feeling, do I shut down? When my partner has a big feeling, do I shut down? Right. Right. And if I'm on the receiving end of that shutdown, how does that land? Especially if in my partnership, I'm actually pretty decent with big feeling. It doesn't freak me out that much. 
So then I'm going to make up a story. So let's imagine this. It's not real, is it? I'm kidding. This is totally real. Um, so I'm actually pretty decent with big feeling. Not that I've never dissociated. Not that I don't shut down. I absolutely do. I've talked to you guys about the fact that I shut down. And mm -hmm. it doesn't tend to be around this. If somebody has a big feeling in front of me, if I have a big feeling, I actually can talk through sobs without breaking stride. It's I have no idea how I do it. My capacity for big feelings is actually quite large. So if my partner shuts down, used to be I would tell myself a story, well, he doesn't care about what's happening. Mm -hmm. But that was never actually what was going on. Or if he shut down, mm. oh, I'm too much. There's the story I make him. I'm too much for him. I'm always going to be too much for him. It's not going to work, right? So I might tell myself mm -hmm. a story. So, so if you're a person who maybe is on the, the side of the big feeling world where actually you're pretty cool with people showing you big feeling, you're pretty cool with yourself having big feeling, and... And there's silence on the other side or there's a little bit of withdrawal on the other side. Just know, okay, you're now going to make up a story. And you're not going to stop yes. yourself from doing that. You will not. Your brain is a meaning-making machine. That is what it is supposed to do. I hate calling brains machines. That's not really that true. A meaning-making organism. Organ. Mm -hmm. And this meaning-making organism is now going to create a meaning. La-di-da. <laughs> that's, that's what it does. Right. And so mm -hmm. uh, when you inevitably do this, do you buy into the meaning? Or do you get curious about whether or not your story is actually right? I did this right. with Gabe last week. <gasps> Fun. I shared something with him and he looked at me very gently and said, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that. And so I gave him options. I said, well, you could say this, you could say this, you could say this. So he chose like multiple choice. And then our conversation went on a little bit. And then I said to him very gently, do you want me to not share these things with you anymore? And he looked at me and said, why would you even think that? And I said, well, because a couple of times you've said, I don't know how to respond to this. And so the story in my head is that you don't want to hear it anymore. He goes, no, no, I want you to. I just really don't know how to respond. <laughs> He goes, I literally was asking, because I use the term all the time of the script. He goes, no, I really was asking you for the script. And I said, okay, keep doing that, because I didn't mind giving you the script. <laughs> but that was a story in my head. He doesn't want to hear this anymore. That's mm. why he's saying he doesn't know how to respond, because he's kind of done with these conversations. That was a story in my yeah. head. Yeah, but it and wasn't it was true. Not, it wasn't true. Isn't this amazing to check it out? To check this it out. This happens so often, though. Right? Like, I know I'm not alone. That's why I share this stuff. Because yeah. there's no way it's just me. No, there's so, no way it's just Right? You. I'm thinking of so many of the people that I sit with. I'm thinking of my own relationship, mm -hmm. right? I'm thinking of friends and family members' relationships. Where what we end up talking about when we're talking about, like, what's inside of all of this mm -hmm. is are those stories, right? When when my partner shuts down, I go right into, and this is why I think they're shutting down, and this is what I think is mm -hmm. the matter, and right? And, and I make up that story. And then I respond to it. And then I respond to that, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm really responding to, is yes. the story that I made up, not what is their subjective reality, but what is mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I find the 
harsh term, but scariest thing about what I call mind reading. I mean, I don't call it that. Therapists call it that. Mm-hmm. Is that for real, sometimes we are right. Totally. With our stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not even scary, but that's borderline dangerous because, Jules, tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe every time we're proven right, it rewards the brain and tells the brain, see, I can do this. It's even worse. It's even worse. Get this. Okay. The most sure way to make a behavior continue in any animal is to give random positive feedback. So random, random positive feedback. So if I get it right, sometimes without any rhyme or reason that I can discern about why I got it right, then I'm going to now assume all of my guesses are right because that's the behavior that's being reinforced is to make the guess and then make the assumption that I'm correct. And, And because that has been randomly proven true. I will never stop that behavior. Right. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Unless I choose so I to do right. something about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, writer than you could have ever even known. Right. So I tell my clients, like, yes, yeah, sometimes you're going to be right, but just keep in mind it's still mind reading, and you still need to, with curiosity, check it out. Well, like you don't time. have to. Well, not every time. But, but here's the thing. Mm, if you, you choose should. not to... And you choose to believe a harsh story, that's going to make this night go badly. So you have a choice. Right. I really, you're choosing, yeah. Yeah, I really want to support people. Like you're not trapped in any of this. You have a choice moment to moment, not Mm -hmm. in whether or not your mind is going to make up a meaning. It's an organism that makes up meaning, that's what it's going to do. You, have, you do have the choice, though, mm. how you respond to the meaning that's created. You could believe it and become reactive to it, or you could choose to pause and be curious about it and be curious with your partner about it if they're a person who's available for that. And then maybe your night goes super different. And maybe not, because sometimes it doesn't go that way. Right. <laughs> Maybe not. That's I, awesome. I, I, I want to <laughs> give, I, I want to just speak to those out there listening who might be the reactive types mm. who take the pause, get curious, talk about it with their partners, and then get reactive that maybe whatever their story was was actually the right story. And mm-hmm. right, like that, that pause again. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to like remind those who see themselves as that reactive type. Mm hmm. Just keep pausing. Pause longer than you think you need to pause. Mm-hmm. And then pause again. I love that pause longer down. than you think you need to pause. <laughs> <laughs> and then pause again. <laughs> this is essential. <laughs> because for those of us who are more on the reactive side of things, um, you will think you're fine and you're not fine. <laughs> You're not, fine. <laughs> You're not fine. You're not fine. No. Um, yeah. I don't even think of myself as reactive, and I'm not fine even when I think I'm fine. So there's – I've come back to him days later and been like, I really thought I was in my integrated brain, and I really wasn't. He was like, oh, I could have told you that. And I said, okay, well, if you knew I wasn't, you should have taken a time out. He goes, no, no, no. In the moment, I didn't realize it, but now looking back just like you, I can see where you were at. So, yeah. But like I really did think that I was totally there in my integrated brain, and nope, not nope. at all. Nope. 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 So it happens. Happens to the best of us. 
<laughs> Amen. Because I work at this, right? Like, I really do work at this, and yeah. I don't always hit it. Oh, gosh. No. You know, I think it's a work forever. Mm-hmm. It's part of the gift of being with you guys and doing this is that every single time we make one of these recordings, I get a little bit better at my own practice. So cheers for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moment by moment, day by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, everyone, for yeah. joining us for the mini series. We'll be back with season three in April. Yeah. Season three. Late season April. Three. Oh my gosh. We'll see you guys late in the spring. Looking forward to it. Bye bye. Take care. Love each other best you can, guys. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley-Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.